This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be podcast, episode number 230. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Simply Be podcast. I am your host, Jessica Zweig, and we are here in the month of March talking all about how we trust the process. I am bringing on a guest that has actually been here before today, and I wanted to highlight her in the month of March because she has been in her own process of unraveling and rebirthing and shedding and claiming her true identity. And I just love everything about her, not only because she is so fucking authentic, but because she's a badass publicist who's working with some of the top well-known spiritual thought leader voices, personal brands in the industry. And this episode, if y'all are like, hey, I want to be a thought leader and be seen in the media and grow my platform through PR hits and third-party validation, which is always going to serve your bottom line, and you can't afford a publicist, which is cool because they can be expensive, you are going to want to take notes. Just get out a pen, get out a piece of paper and listen up because my guest today, Tanya Khani, is giving you the master playbook on what's working today in PR, how the industry has evolved and what you really need to do to grow your platform and to be seen as an expert in your space, to make moves, to stand out, to get placements and to truly at the end of the day, make the impact I know you want to make. So we're going to talk about Tanya in a minute and why I love her process, but I just want to welcome you officially to the show. If you are new Hello, thank you for being here. I am your host, Jessica Zweig, and I am not only the host of this podcast, but I'm the CEO and founder of the Simply Be Agency. We are an internationally recognized personal branding firm serving clients and executives, entrepreneurs, leaders, solopreneurs across every single industry, across every single continent, just for like funsies. We have clients in London, we've had clients in Indonesia, Germany. Japan. I know I'm blanking on a few others all over the world. And of course, across the States. And we're just so blessed to have the most amazing clients. I have the most amazing team who have helped me build this agency that is so much more than an agency. It's a brand, it's a methodology. And I transferred that methodology into my number one best-selling book, B, a no bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth by simply being yourself which is now out in paperback and it has a companion workbook, which you just don't want to miss. It's all available on Amazon. And honestly, just like this episode, if you can't afford to hire an agency, you know, I get it. You can go read my book, do the workbook. I say this all the time. If you read my book cover to cover and you do the work, you actually fill out the frameworks, you do the exercises, you will have built yourself a playbook for a personal brand message, strategy, and execution plan. It is literally that juicy and I give it away in so much generosity and detail because I want you to win. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to feel like you deserve to shine and step forward into that worthiness. That is really why I'm here on this planet. I definitely like to build me a good brand message and strategy matrix, but I'm really here for your evolution and empowerment and activation into who you are truly meant to simply be here in this life. I digress. If you're not new to the show, welcome back. 
I love having you all here week to week. This is a really amazing interview. You're going to really love this one. Tanya has really found her authenticity through the tragic events that are happening in Iran, which she will talk about. And she will really share her story of how she is really learning and has been on this journey in the last you know, year and a half since we had her on the show a couple of years back of claiming her truth and how that has impacted her work. Yes, but also most of all her life. And if you heard me say her name earlier, Tanya Khani, she shares how even in her name, which most people would and have pronounced as Tanya Khani, she's never corrected them because she didn't feel like she had the right to, or it really even mattered in in certain parts of her life, but it matters now in a very significant way for very significant reasons. And I was very intentional in saying her name correctly because her name is her identity. And she has really stepped forward into her identity as an Iranian woman. And so I want to tell you a little bit about her and you're going to learn a lot about her backstory, but our conversation dovetails hardcore into her mastery in PR and her soul is so pure and she is so fucking talented that you can really feel her magic in this interview. And she also sings. Yep. We do like a singing break. You don't want to miss a minute. So Who is Tanya? She's otherwise known in the wellness and holistic media world as the soulful publicist. And she really is a PR guru who is majorly in demand for well-known and celebrated spiritual guides and healers and teachers such as Shaman Durek and Larray Gaston. She specializes in telling multidimensional stories that disrupt the norm in order to bring meaningful and impactful messages to the limelight. It's what publicist does. They hold so much incredible power. She is courageously redefining what it means to have soulful and purposeful driven media exposure by bridging the gap between consciousness and media. Y'all, you can tell why I love this woman. She is like, so my people. And it was literally like dropping in with an old friend, like a sister. And this is honestly just a conversation I know you're going to find so much nourishment in. So, and inspiration and tactical advice, my favorite kind of episode. So it's all the things. So without further ado, here is my incredible, incredible conversation with Tanya Khan. You are one of the few people that is a repeat guest, someone who's been on the show before. And I've wanted to come back because one, I love you. You're just a soul sister. And I also feel like you're one of those women who has really seen me. And that's very significant to me. And you saw me at a time when I was kind of beginning a lot of this. And it was just something I I don't think I've ever really shared that with you is just how much your support in me has actually been medicine. Oh, Yeah, no, really. And when you came on my show, you know, we talked about publicity and PR and business and you have evolved a lot and I wanted to drop in and have a conversation with this version 
of Tanya that I know is so um, connected mm-hmm. and has really been using her spiritual gifts in the world in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. And so welcome back. Wow. Thank you. That just, that landed in my heart so well. Thank you. That's really beautiful. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two years, catch me up. What has been really real for you recently? I was on the show in 2019, right? Yeah. Before the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that is two years. God, so much has shifted. Um, I, I think when I relate to my journey, I think of this past year, I'm in my Jesus year. I don't know if you know this. No, oh, tell me what's a Jesus year. <laughs> I, I've introduced this concept to everybody because it makes so much sense. Your Jesus year is your year of resurrection. Like there's a lot of death and rebirth in your 33rd year. Cause that's when Jesus died. I'm not religious by any means, but it just resonated so well. Um, there were so many sides. There were so many pieces of me that died in this past year. And then things that really rose were uh, my connection to my heritage and just kind of being more in ownership of that. And it didn't occur to me that I don't lead with my heritage. A lot of people don't know that I'm Persian. A lot of people don't know that my parents are from Iran or that my first language coming into this earth was Farsi. So it's like those parts of me somehow, not intentionally, but they just, they suppressed. They were not a part of who I was and that was no longer okay with me going into this year. And it just, it clicked in January of 2022. That's, that's really when it hit me. I just, you know, we're spiritual people. So I'm getting these nudges like, Hey, don't forget where you're from, connect back to your roots. And it it just kept coming in. So I ended up getting a tattoo in Farsi. Farsi is our, our language. And some people might argue that you could also say it's Persian, but I like to use the language is Farsi. It's it's so beautiful and it's really poetic. You know, Rumi is a poet and he's uh, Iranian. So I got a tattoo. <laughs> what does it say? What does it mean? It says, it says uh, well, I'll say it in the Farsi way and then uh, I'll translate it. It says, Imane Shoma Bayad as Tarsnaket Abitar which means your faith has to be greater than your fear. Mm. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I, I love that. All tattoos. I have nine of them and they're all spiritual <gasps> activations on my body. Mm. And they ch- changed, they changed that frequency at that moment in my life and upgraded me. And so I love that you got that. Mm. And it says that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was just solidifying this trip that I had in Brazil, which was uh, very expansive for me and also a lot of lessons because there was love and self-worth and self-awareness involved in it. I was in Brazil for 22 days. Wow. Yeah. Brazil's really special. And I got to see a lot of myself and I got to see a lot of who I'm not accepting myself to be. 
So I really took that on um, this year. And I, for the first time, I spoke on a panel and I actually said how to pronounce my name, like my last name. How do you pronounce it? Well, see, that's the thing is I would never correct anyone. I would, it would just be like, oh, it's Tanya Connie. Actually, the K-H in most Middle Eastern languages is pronounced ha. So it's Tanya Khani. So it's like K-H is ha. And a lot of it's it's tricky for American native tongues to pronounce it, but yeah. Well, I'm I'm Jewish, so I grew up speaking Hebrew, which has the oh. in all of its language. So <laughs> Beautiful. Own owning that. That's I just first of all, let me just reflect that these small but not small, like significant aspects of how you move through the world, such as never correcting how people pronounce your name, was a shift that was an upgrade into more truth and authenticity for you. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said around death and rebirth the resurrection year. I'm into that. I'm going to, you can brand that, but I'll use it. Um, what, what died for you? I feel like there was this fear of fully showing who I am. And I feel like naturally being in the public guy in the media, I had to monitor my voice or I can't speak too much about something because I might be politically incorrect. And it is it is such a scary time for people because people are absolutely terrified of being canceled. Totally. And yeah, and it, it could be anything from, you know, politics to pop culture. Like it, it literally can be anything when it comes to being canceled. And I think for me, just tying it back to being Persian and Iranian is like, I, I wouldn't use my platform to talk about things that were connected to the Middle East. And I even tested it in my PR network. And anytime you bring up anything that has to do with some kind of Middle Eastern topic or holiday, it doesn't get as much popularity or awareness. It's just not as recognized as like a Jewish holiday or an American holiday. Like it's it's not recognized. I've had PR professionals even say like, hey, is anyone going to cover Ramadan? And it's not highly recognized as a, a top quality topic. Mm -hmm. So you, what died was this belief that you had to play small, not use your truth, that what you uh, were doing versus who you really are was somewhat in conflict. And as you let those things die, what has rebirthed or born anew for the first time? Yeah, that's really, you're really good at this. <laughs> I just listen. It's like a, it's like a soul session. This isn't even a podcast. <laughs> we have a soul connection. Like so I'm just, I'm just so excited to catch up with you. We're just doing it uh, in public. <laughs> um, I think what, or what I know that came really alive was this deep, deep yearning to accept all of who I am and not just what the public may see and representing myself in a way that's truly aligned with my heart, my passion, and the things that really light up my soul. So just aside from even accepting my truth, 
There's also parts of me that loves performance. So I even allowed myself to explore more of my dance journey. A lot of people don't know this, but I'm on a dance team and I've been dancing with them for the past two years. And that allows me to just allow my soul to really vibrate and be expanded because that's where I come alive is allowing my full expression to come through. So when you integrated this resurrection where you let things die to let mm-hmm. things kind of be born anew. And this has been the last couple of years. What has shifted in your life? What has changed? What is now tangibly different in your life because of it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that a lot of relationships died off when I could no longer um, hold on to these relationships for the sake of being liked or these surface level conversations. I seem to have a much uh, lower tolerance for that. And I've found the deepening and the enriching in conversations with people and my networking feels different in the sense that I ask the question that invokes deeper questions. I, and they can be uncomfortable. It's not necessarily like, what do you do? Or where are you from? You know, it's more like, um, when was the last time you cried? Yes. <laughs> so it's just bringing that radical authenticity through and radical play. Like I've, I've brought that into a lot of different communities that I'm a part of. I like allowing people to express themselves either through voice or, you know, through sharing their gifts. Um, other tangibly things is I've, I've created a better relationship with myself and my voice in a way that feels like I'm not trying to perform something, even though I love performance. I don't, I don't feel like I'm here to perform anything. I feel like I'm trying to find my soul navigation of what is truly aligned to what makes me feel in my most authentic self. I was hoping you'd say something like that. <laughs> well, the real unlock that I at least have been going through lately, um, yeah. cause I went through a pretty dark year in 2022. Like it was, it wasn't all dark, but there was a lot of death and, um, rebirth recalibration. Um, and yeah, and heaviness and, I went to Egypt. I think you know that. So maybe your Brazil was my Egypt and really got a lot of codes and healing and um, integrated a lot of the lessons, most of all from 2022 and came out on the other side with this like aha of like, oh, the name of the game is play. Like if we really want to upgrade and enjoy our lives and live our truest lives, I should say, and live our most authentic lives, the vibration that's calling us home is joy and receiving and allowing more play in our lives, which doesn't seem, which seems counterintuitive is like we grow up and we become more successful and mature and conscious. Like it's, we lose our, our way, I think, in in a lot of society um, because we're stuck in this fear of like using our voices, being ourselves, taking time just to be, And that is really, I think the shift I'm seeing a lot of women, especially move through right now is like releasing these old paradigms of needing to stay contracted 
whatever that means to you to be fully expressed. And when we're fully expressed, we're fucking happy. Like we're in our light, we're in our joy, we're playing, we're in a vibration of like high, high frequency and bliss. So I'm, I'm really aligned and walking aside alongside you, Tanya, as you're doing this in a different way, but like very, very much the same. And, and so I'm happy to hear you say all of these things, you know, you mentioned using your voice. Yeah. You sing. Yeah, I do. You sing good, girl. You've got I a voice. <laughs> Thank you um, for Shaman Durek for getting me here because he he unlocked what's known as my siren voice. Have you ever heard a siren sing before? No. Oh, soul opera is what it's called. And it's for people who don't know what it is. It's not traditional opera. So I'm not like singing full arias, but... I do have this ability to my, my psychic powers have gone so strong in the past couple of years. I also feel like they get stronger, the older you get, if you are one of those people that's tracking what's dialing in I'm like, Oh yeah. 33rd. Let me just amplify my channeling powers. It's just on another level, but specifically for singing it's I'm toning where I'm bringing in certain frequencies that allow people to expand or open up in a certain way. Can you sing for me? I didn't you prepare you for that, but I was I like, <laughs> I want you, you don't have to, but I, I think what, when you shared this with me, I think we exchanged emails about this last year. I was like, I want to hear her. And if oh you, my God. no, I can totally do it. I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in, in a public place. In we work. And I could totally do it. I mean, I've done weirder things and we work phone booths, um, just ask Shaman Derek. Uh, but yeah, I can, I think I can do like a note or two. It, it'll, it'll just raise the frequency anyway. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Let me do a little. Okay. Let me just get into my, my zone. Hmm. just went but I felt that in every cell of my body thank you for doing that honestly oh my god that's real yeah so you didn't know you had that in you until you started working with shaman Durek. it was a combination of I sing and then these quantum gifts started opening with the work that I was doing with him and then I traced it back to ayahuasca I'm like you know I was singing in Aya maybe there was a part of me that unlocked even more of myself when I did it at Rhythmia in 2020 but specifically with him I reached new heights with my voice because hmm, I don't know it's like this mermaid voice he calls it and it's it's like the gates opened I'm like wow where's this voice coming from and he's always, always been a support and an advocate of it. He's like, you are a siren. I was like, oh my God, amazing. 
he's amazing. He's such yeah. a, he's a, he is such a permission slip and a mirror and an yeah. amplifier and a big reason why we know each other. So shout out to Shaman Durek. Shout out. But yeah, shout, shout out. out. <laughs> got to work with the medicines. You got to work with the shamans. I mean, this is what is so, um, I think, aligned in our sisterhood is that we both are in this space of media and marketing and branding and personal brands and are also unapologetically spiritual yeah and have brought that actually into our business very boldly and have manifested more of the right clients and opportunities because we're unwilling to sacrifice our truth and know we can be both and totally right it's something I yeah. really resonate with you. I mean, you are the soulful publicist. That's your brand name. Um, so how has your business evolved since you've sort of gone through this personal journey? Have you noticed changes in who you're manifesting, the impact of your work, the things that you're resonating with? Like what, because you are in many ways, you know, your business and you yeah. have evolved. So how has the work changed? Yeah, there was a period like over the summer where I slowed down. Like I just wasn't putting as much out because I was told that I needed to have more input. I was actually even told for this year, I need more input than output. But you know me, I I, I love to help people, but it's like, who were those people and who was it going to manifest to be? And I think just in line with what's been happening with this female-led revolution in Iran, I have been getting a lot more female clients and they're not necessarily in spirituality. There's even women focused groups where it's all about inclusivity and helping women live out their truth and their dreams, regardless of their age. Um, And I am working with international people too, because I, I love that they have that reach in their region, but they want to amplify it in the U S. So I don't feel like my business full on expanded in 2022. I feel like it was becoming reformatted in the way that felt good for me. And I really did slow down. I'm not going to lie. Like I got this intuitive hit that I should focus more on myself, which is why when I got a client, she saw me, she said she saw me in a dream. And she said, I want you to speak in our event. And that was shocking, Jessica. Like, it's not all the time where I'm considered as the authority or the expert. And so it was such an honor and a blessing to speak on this all women panel with all different backgrounds, different races, different voices. And it felt like the first time where I felt like I was being seen for me, not just my work. And that was a really beautiful transition And I got really excited. I was like, oh, I'm so honored. And more people started reaching out to me to talk on behalf of who I was as my background, not just my work. Um, But yeah, I've gained a lot of female traction and underrepresented voices. And then just people who want my consulting, because I do love being that ear and eyes for people. I don't necessarily have to do their whole media outreach. And I think PR has really expanded. I don't even believe that traditional media is the only way. 
I think our own socials has so much more clout and power sometimes than just an article. And most people are paying for their articles these days, which is really scary. It's really, really scary. I'm finding that there's a huge gap between people who are getting earned media and people who are paying for their articles in wow. where you, you can, you, there's a lot of agencies that have blown up in the past two years where you can actually pay to be in a roundup of like 20 top coaches in LA weekly entrepreneur magazine. There's so much of that. And it's not that it's bad or wrong. It's just a shortcut. Right. Yep. There's a lot of people who like to take that route, but (laughs) (laughs) I was just having a conversation with uh, actually an Akashic reader earlier today. And she was like, yeah, in a past life, you were burned because you were in too much integrity in your business. And that's something that like your soul has kind of carried forward is, you know, I was looking at when she was telling me this, I was thinking about like, you know, people who are in my space who are quote unquote bigger than me. And not that I give them too much time and attention. And I'm, I I also really clap and celebrate for anybody. We're all on our own journeys, but I've, you know, really organically grown my following. I've never really spent very many, much money on ads. Like I've never pushed, like everything has been organic. And because of that, in a way it's been slower and it hasn't like, you know, pierced through even at like hyper national level, because I'm just, I'm just so focused on like really truly pouring myself into every single person that I serve that I'm not like looking yeah. at the next benchmark to hit. And that yeah. is really the truth. <laughs> and wow. um, I, and I, and it's, you know, rewarded me in a lot of ways that I am proud of, but I also have gotten caught up in like the comparisonitis, especially in the world of PR, when you see like all these major people getting all these major media hits, it's like, know that like there was some serious either strategy they hired money whether it was hiring a publicist who has a relationship or they paid the the fee itself to be in the magazine like there's always more than meets the eye and not to say that people don't deserve recognition when they when recognition is due but the world of pr has really changed and i'm so just refreshed to hear you say what you just said Oh yeah. We have a discussion amongst us PR pros because I'm in a bunch of different groups and it has been a concern and a conversation, right? We're just, we're having a dialogue. I'm not making anyone wrong, but I bring, I'm bringing attention to this because I want people to know who are comparing themselves to maybe someone who's getting all of these article hits. And you'll see that it says like powered by the agency. That's because they're either writing the article and paying for it, or there's even bylined um, public articles that you can put in publications by just submitting the article yourself. But a lot of agencies do offer, like even I get approached. I've been approached many times to be in LA Weekly. And the price ranges from like $500 to $5,000. Honestly, I get emails and they're they're from like, you know, tier two, three media outlets, but like I get an email, I would say at least once a week, yeah, maybe twice where I'm getting an email on the subject line is Jessica, you've been selected as female entrepreneur for such and such magazine. And I open it up and it's a pay for play. 
it's like, and if you spend $3,000, you'll get a full page spread. If you spend $5,000, you'll get the cover and a full page spread. If you spend $10,000, you'll get that plus that plus on an online feature. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, people know, I would like in my mind, I'm like, people know this is pay for play. Why would I, I don't need to spend a couple yeah. thousand dollars to legitimize myself. I do that with my, my own work and my own community on, on, a, exactly. on a daily basis. Yeah, you have you have your channels, you have your podcast, right. you have your Instagram, you have your people. Your people are even people that are going to raise awareness for you. Like the more people you help, the more people you speak to, it's not always, I think, favorable for everyone to have that article press or that position on TV. Sure, it'll lead to bigger developments down the road, but I think in the moment, the question to ask ourselves is what's our why for doing it and then approaching it from there? Because I mean, yeah, you, there's so many ways. That's why like people like you or Shaman Durek or even people with bigger platforms can help raise the voices of people that maybe are completely unrecognized and underrepresented because they don't have the money to pay for a publicist or they don't have the money. It seems like the more money you have, the louder you can be. And I, and I wish there was a way for like the underdogs to be recognized more than people who have more money and can just position themselves in, in anything at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that there's kind of this like aspect to our space that feels very inner circle elite gets sort of this crew of, you know, certain sort of thought leaders that all are part of the 1%, if you will, or something. And, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to name names. And I, I, again, I like have nothing but love for like all people and I cheer and I don't really put that much tension or energy towards much other people than like my own community and my team and my business. But all that to say, there's a level of impermeability, like you can't penetrate and there's not a lot of reaching out and in mm-hmm. it's very my friend kelly Tennant. she she would call it a circle jerk <laughs> she said that to me once i was like i get it like kelly for you she produces my podcast so shout out to kelly but you know i just think it's so important as we as we rise you know like you use the word underdog i i i can respect that i also just call it people who are you know unrecognized currently, like just because they haven't had the opportunities to to have a platform or to be spotlighted or have had the resources or the, you know, the right coaches and investors and mentors to like tell them the shortcuts, right? Like there's, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that go into successful people and not everybody has that, that ability, that, that privilege. And, um, I just have personally, I guess my point is always made a commitment to myself that no matter how big, quote unquote, I, I get, no matter how high I rise, I will never forget where I came from. I will never not reach back. I will never be too exclusive. Like where, you know, I can't be touched. It just, to me, that's so, so antithetical to the, to the point of being a thought leader and creating impact and change. It's about people and PR helps cre- create credibility, but it shouldn't create impermeability. And, mm-hmm. um, I like yeah, that. it's true. 
That's and good. I've always felt that way. That's a good Thanks. quote by Jessica. <laughs> Maybe my podcast team will like make that a little, you know, they'll pull it out. <laughs> you can, you can uh, give me credit if you share that as a meme on social media. <laughs> I am great yeah no it's true though and and that's I see the work that you do as a publicist is very much in that lane of service you Hmm. really believe in the people that you serve yeah I like I want to reflect back to I like this idea of not becoming untouchable just because of becoming higher in the ranks or, you know, being a more renowned, recognized thought leader. And it just speaks to your humbleness and authenticity. And I've always prided you in how you not just run your business, but how you show up in life. And I find that you are one of the people that's very masterful in nourishing relationships, not just making them, but nourishing them and keeping them. And, you know, just you're relevant to people's minds because of the impact and the experience you leave them with. And that's how I feel like a lot of people who have platforms should be. But unfortunately, that's not the case because the time conversation, the money, or, you know, they want to be less hands-on kind of becomes the forefront of their their purpose and mission. And they're just now the face, but they don't really interact. And that's what I love yeah, that's what I love about you. That's what I love about Shaman Durek. He engages with yeah. his following, his audience. Like you want to feel like there's another human over there. Yes. And I said that. Yes, I said that when we emailed. I'm like, oh my God, who is this woman? <laughs> she has authenticity, energy, exuberance, and just realness. I'm like, who is this woman? <laughs> so sweet. Thank you. And I felt that way too. And what you're what you're talking about the heart of I think your industry and mine which is really every industry really which is relationships you know and we want to like build our network and make connections grow our reach and you know have this like great Rolodex but it's not about quantity it's about quality and really being present and showing up for people, you know, like people don't, I've never forgot any person that's ever had me on their podcast to promote my book, to promote anything I promote. I say to them Mm -hmm. at the end of every episode, when it's your turn, when you have a book to launch or a course to promote, please put me on your list as someone that can be on your, your team to help you promote what you've got to, Uh it just, it works. It should work that way. And people don't forget that. People don't forget how you made them feel. You know, you can say all the things and do all the things, but it's how you make people feel. And that to me is what creates, ultimately, yes, you want to build beautiful, nourishing relationships, but it's what really helps you grow too. Like that's just the name of the game. Like that's how you create impact, return, awareness. You know, I mean, I, I think you connected me to Shaman Durek and I forget how we connected, but he and I already knew each other before I came on his podcast, but he brought mm. me onto his podcast and like really showed up for me and didn't, you know, have the deepest relationship with me at that point, but we had connected so genuinely. So when he offered to come to ha- to feature me. That was, that was huge. I don't think I even told you, like I got so many people followed me. I I got clients from that, his community. Like he was just amazing. 
And it was not because I, he was checking some box or I was checking some box. It came from a deep nourished connection that I have with him that Mm -hmm. you can't manufacture that. And that's how opportunities open like that when you're, when you're genuine. Wow. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. To all of that. that. That was so beautiful. You cannot manufacture that. I also like that word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pulling out sound bites for you. <laughs> I think as a publicist, the publicist that you are. <laughs> for making my job easy. Um, so I want to ask you just a call final question. Yeah. Um, you know, if someone is looking to grow their platform and, you know, is, is interested in like getting PR, but can't afford a publicist, you know, and is really wanting to be recognized as a thought leader in their industry. Obviously we touched on social media and really pouring into those channels. Is there any other like tips or tricks you can give my audience of like how to really start to position yourself to the media if you don't have a publicist or open up doors um, without one to be recognized? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, there, There's so many ways that you can be your own advocate, your own publicist, your own representation. And I think the number one fastest route you can do is sign up for Harrow. Yes. They have so much queries and I don't go through all of them, but if someone wants to know what people are writing about and what sources they need, you can easily sign up as an expert thought leader, coach, you know, whatever profession you're in. And they have uh, different categories for what may be relevant to you. And that comes in in the morning and the afternoon. They have so many that come through, but you just want to make sure if you are responding to them, that you're giving them exactly what they want and not just pitching your own okay. story, you know? So having that distinction is, yes, it's opportunities to be quoted or used as a source, uh, but you want to give them exactly what they want. Um, And then the other thing is, the thing that I feel like I forget about is local television does not just exist in LA and New York. And I'm always going for the hottest markets and they are just inundated with stories especially if you're coming during a time of like the Grammys, but there are markets where they have a lot of space for experts. You know, you can go to like Ohio or Chicago or Texas, you know, and find those local shows. And if it's local to you, you can start pitching yourself to just a news assignment desk email and just present yourself in that way. Um, They're always looking for expert advice. They're always looking for, you know, something happened of like a a social cause or global news for you to speak on it or tips and tricks. There's always ways that you can present yourself as an expert source for local news. Um, And then obviously the number one thing is build relationships. So some of the ways that I build relationships, which I'm like, hello, where are my media relationships? I need to find new ones. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. So once I find their Instagram or once I find their Twitter, I start befriending them and I don't pitch them right away. I don't ask them for something right away. I get to know them 
I get to know their world a bit more. I'm like, oh, well, and then I start inviting them to things too. You know, maybe it's not just an ask right away, but maybe it's like, hey, come see me speak. Or my friend is hosting this amazing wellness event. I would love to invite you, you know, just that little consideration of thoughtfulness really helps. So you're not always thinking like, how can I pitch them? Cause uh, they have enough of that anyway. So, yeah. Those are brilliant tips. Masterful. Yeah. Everyone, I hope you're take, taking some notes just now. Those were good. Um, Harrow, just so you guys know, stands for help a reporter out. And what oh, I yeah. loved about what you said, it's fine. It's it's like, give them what they want. Don't give them what you want. Like I have found the media, yes, you have an agenda to be seen as an expert in your space and to get the recognition and the spotlight and the, and the hit. But yeah. they don't really care about that. They, they have no. a producer, an executive journal uh, editor that needs them to deliver their job and hit the story. And if you can be that for them, great, but they're not all that concerned with your agenda. So I, and, and really to create that authentic relationship to like, not just come in and, and give an ask, but like give a give and then, then ask and build that beautiful nourished relationship. Like we, we've been saying, so I just reflecting back some of my favorite things you just shared. It was so, oh. so expert and spot on. Um, <laughs> So I have one last question for you, Tanya. Yeah. It's the last question I ask all my guests. And um, I don't remember what you answered last time. So I've been asking this question on every single episode, but the words simply be obviously mean a lot to me. And I think they belong to everybody, those two words. So what do those two words mean to you? Simply be. Hmm. I think in this moment, uh, simply be means fully owning and accepting who you are and whatever way that looks for you and being okay with it not looking like everybody else. So full circle to this whole conversation. So beautiful. So beautiful. You are so beautiful. I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to have you back. This was such an amazing catch up just selfishly, yeah, wow. but also like so juicy and so valuable for my audience. So I consider that a win-win. I love having my friends on. It's the best kind of interview. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for always being so distilled in your listening of others. It's I feel very seen by you. You are. Thank you. 